Welcome to the Lightcast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gast, registered associate marriage and family therapist. I talk openly about mental health to normalize and cast light on the shadows of the human experience. Tune in for monthly episodes based on themes that intuitively arise for me personally and professionally. Disclaimer, the Lightcast podcast, including any references and resources, are for informational purposes only. Anything said should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or intervention. My podcast may cover sensitive topics, including but not limited to abuse, suicide, violence, mental illness, sex, drugs, and alcohol. Your discretion is advised. episode of the Lightcast podcast, I discuss the importance of honoring grief when we experience a significant emotional loss or change, how releasing and surrendering to endings can lead to a transformative experience. I also talk about what grief teaches us about love and life. All right, we're going to just jump right in and talk about November's theme. So November's theme was coming up quite glaring um, since the end of October. So after I finished the last podcast in October, towards the end of October, the theme started to become very, very obvious. And that theme is grief. So losses, deaths, Um, but most importantly, the emotion that comes with those losses and deaths, which is grief. And I think it's really interesting that this theme was coming up so glaring at me. Uh, It was very, very clear, and it just became louder and louder and louder um, by the time it came time to record the podcast. So I think it's a It can be a heavy topic, and so just kind of forewarning to those who click on the podcast if they're kind of going through something right now and and this may be feeling too heavy, just a forewarning, but that was also a reason why I thought it was exceptionally important to talk about it. Um, I even found myself kind of avoiding it as well. I like was jotting down all my notes that, you know, grief kept coming up and coming up and you know, the latter half that we will talk about is how it can help deepen the experience of living life. But it's still such a a hard topic to talk about, even for myself. And, um, you know, I was supposed to record yesterday, I found myself finding myself getting into distractions. And this morning, um, I felt ready to talk about it. So let's, let's just dive right in. So Grief, again, is a normal reaction to loss or change. So when we've experienced a significant emotional loss, whether that be the loss of a loved one, uh, a pet, or more symbolically, the end of a relationship or a career, ends of patterns or cycles of behaviors, ends of chapters in life, Any of these can result in 
emotional loss or change. And the normal reaction, the normal human reaction to that is grief, is this feeling of sadness or, you know, that sadness can feel so uncomfortable because of how deep that emotional loss was. So grief was coming up uh, quite a lot uh, in my own personal life and connections, was hearing a lot about loved ones passing away, um, people's pets passing away, um, and also just relationships starting to lean towards endings and just also just within yourself as well of, of, you know, just thinking about where you are in life. You know, sometimes we don't really stop and think and be in the present. So then time can just kind of pass us by. And then we look back and we look back on our life and maybe chapters that are ending or have been since long ended, but you know, you didn't really take that moment to kind of look backwards and, and, and let it sink in that that time of your life is over. And so there's all this endings and grief and that was just coming up so much in my own life, people around me, uh, for my clients as well. And so it, it, it felt very fitting for the time of the year as well. Um, but I'll get into that in, in a little while. But when I talk about grief, um, especially with those around me, the people closest to me, um, there was this quote, um, you know, I'm not really sure actually where it's from. Um, for those who are on Tumblr, I was on Tumblr and I found it on Tumblr. So I'm not sure um, if it was from a movie or um, a film. Um, so if you know, that's great. But this uh, quote just really uh, stood out to me about what grief is. Um, and it said that grief is love with no place to go. And I think that's exceptionally true when we've lost a loved one. The deep sorrow and pain that one feels so viscerally in their body, that grief really is all of that love for that person, but with no place to go. And that would make sense for the all-encompassing visceral feeling of sorrow in the body and how hard it can be to grieve somebody that you loved, that it's all that love that wants to be able to touch that person, hug that person, talk to that person, and you can't any longer. And that is so painful to experience. And But just reframing that grief is that love and it's it's that powerful love that you maybe have felt for that person and you're feeling it you're experiencing you're experiencing that you can't experience that love any longer and same for grief with ends of relationships or chapters in life you know it's things that maybe we loved or things that we got to experience and that's what life is all about is experiences and and it can feel like, well, I, I can't go to that experience anymore. And now I'm just sitting with that loss, sitting with that change, sitting with that significant ending. And all I can do is sit with that. 
And that brings me to kind of what people have talked about, about how to grieve. You know, we, we are familiar with what people call like the stages of grief, where there's anger and denial and bargaining acceptance. But um, I'll be honest with those stages, you know, never really made sense to me as stages, right? Because it kind of implies there's this timeline. It implies you start here. And then once you go through those in that order, you'll get to acceptance. And I'm sure those who have gone through grief can attest to it's not that simple. And it's not as simple as a starting point and a finish line with grief. Um, Those stages, I think, are more like a spiral. And you may start at one point. You may revisit one that you thought you had went through already. Um, You may go through it again at some point when Uh, a date comes around or a reminder comes around. So grief really doesn't have a timeline. It doesn't have these stages that you follow chronologically. Um, And for that reason, I think everybody's emotional process around loss is going to be different. And I personally have experienced um, how judging people's grieving process um, can what it can do to a family who is experiencing a loss um and i think that is so devastating when um a loss can already do so much everyone feels that in their own way um and i have personally witnessed how hard it can be for people to be in that grief be in that sadness and in what it ends up coming out as is, you know, judging how other people are going through that same grief, but in their own way. And um, I, it's my personal belief that I don't think we can judge how someone else processes something that is so complex, right? Because it's not just a loss. Um, But when we lose somebody, especially you know, speaking specifically with the death death of a loved one or someone we've cared about, it's a moment that we really come in contact with mortality, right? that we're not here for a long time, that um, our existence here. So uh, grieving a loved one can bring up so many complex emotions that are, you know, Processing a loss in itself is so much, but what it can also bring up on deeper levels of our time here on earth and um, how, you know, how fleeting life can be in our existence. um, It's deep, right? Like touching that brings up a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, there are cultures that do honor death and touch upon death much more than other cultures. Um, but just purely speaking in, you know, the societal norm that I live in, where the societal norm isn't really uh, equipping us to kind of process with death and grief. Um, you know, I won't go into it too much, but, you know, we have, you know, skincare products to prevent aging, right? It's like, don't think about the fact that your mortality is going away and youth does end and we will also ultimately have an end. So just in general, 
our life doesn't really, you know, let us process that part of death being a part of life and a natural part of life, one that we will all encounter at some point or another. And so if you didn't grow up with a culture that especially honored that, even if you lived in a society that still pushes that kind of, um, you know, uh, what's it called, like fountain of youth and kind of not even wanting to touch that area, even if you did, you know, um, you know, if you didn't, sorry, live in a culture that honored um, the aspect of death in life and didn't run from it and really honored that grieving process in a way that didn't feel scary and uncomfortable, um, then, you know, then you may not feel super equipped to process it when it does happen. Um, so it really is, you know, um, a difficult thing for anybody to come in contact with. And it can be even harder when we haven't really learned how to lean into that part. You know, we will all experience it experience it at one point or another. Uh, but we kind of forget to remind ourselves that we will go through that. And we're, we're, you know, we're busy living, we're busy living life, but at some point, this is something that will affect us all. And if we don't lean into that, we don't lean into those moments of endings and grief, it becomes so difficult when the time comes to face it. Um, so right, like even speaking of this podcast, for me, I, I have been blessed in this life not to have um, many people close to me pass away. Um, They've been, you know, people in my life. Um, but again, this is just my own process with grief. I've been very far removed from it because it is painful. It is really hard to tap into that feeling. And so even my own discomfort with talking about this topic, my own avoidance of making the podcast recording go just one extra day, right? Even speaks to my own discomfort with leaning into that part because maybe I haven't gotten enough experience with it in my life, which again, I am grateful for. But at the same time, it's kind of like the the time is kind of ticking, I guess, if you will, that it's going to happen at some point. And I'm, I'm not as prepared as maybe somebody who has gone through it earlier on in life, um, facing deaths and losses earlier on in life really can shape a person and shape how they experience life. Um, you know, I've seen most people who have gone in contact with death earlier on in life really do live life very differently. So I think it's important for, for us to talk about. And it's to honor that sadness, to honor that grief that is a part of life. And so again, like none of these timelines, grief is going to be there, right? It's not like one day you're going to feel all of the grief. You're going to feel all of it. And then one day it's just going to get small enough that you're not going to feel it anymore. That would diminish the love that you have for that loved one or that loss, that relationship, that animal, it, that idea of, okay, you're going to just cry about it now and like feel all of it now. And then like 
you'll get through that stage. And one day it's not going to feel as painful. It's not going to feel as sad to you. That would just diminish what that love was. Right? So when I think of it as it's not that your grief will get smaller over time and less painful, but your grief will stay as big as it is. It, it will be that love, that loss that you felt, but you will learn to grow around that grief. You will learn to expand and learn to live with that loss, not that it gets smaller and will go away. You grow around it. It, it that learning to honor that pain, you're really stepping into the deepness of of life and our our time here, and it can help you learn to live life in such a deep, different way. Um, being able to have been that close to, to losing that, to knowing that, being that close to it can really teach you a lot about yourself, about how to love and connect and how to live your life after going through what is literally life or death sometimes, right? Whether with if it was specifically somebody who you have lost, then you've come face to face with literally life and death. And that can change the way a person lives. It really can. But it starts, I think, with honoring the pain first. Because pushing it away is not going to do anybody justice. You need time to be with that pain. And even if it'll revisit at some point later down the line, but it starts with honoring it and I will say this again, just from my own life experience and seeing other people judge people's processes around this, don't let anybody rush your grieving process. Your grief is yours and you deal with it the way it feels right to you. Of course, if you're not hurting yourself or hurting anybody around you, if you're just being in your grief, just being in the sadness and honoring the love or the relationship or the loss, whatever ending that you're honoring, let it be. Don't let others rush you out of that process, tell you that you're taking too long, that too much time has passed and it's time to move on. Do not let anybody rush your grieving process. Your grief is yours and yours alone, and no one can no one can mess with it, okay? It is a part of life. And so what I noticed in this kind of period of going from October into November and all of this theme of grief popping up was that the importance of being with that grief, you know, letting yourself feel it, honoring it, let it be there, resting honestly, not doing anything about it, not trying to shift out of it, not trying to feel better already, but just being with it, being with yourself, a really introspective time where you're processing the grief, you're processing whatever feelings are coming up from that chapter ending in your life. That was a really big theme, was allowing allowing oneself to sit with grief. And, you know, if anybody's into this kind of 
uh, stuff. I'm going to bring in some more astrological phenomenons. And if that's not your jam, that's totally okay. Um, but I really like to tune into kind of the cycles of nature and earth and kind of even the celestial part of life as well. And so what I thought was really interesting was that just this past Tuesday, uh, November 8th, election day, um, was a full moon. Okay. And, um, this full moon, um, you know, gets different names, but because this was the last full moon before the winter, before the winter solstice comes in, uh, traditionally the last full moon before the winter, um, has been named the morning moon and not morning like the day, but morning as in the loss, morning a loss. So as I said, with this theme being super, super clear right off the bat, this was like another thing that was just confirming for me that, okay, this is, this is a greater theme going on right now. That on Tuesday, there was this morning moon. This is traditionally, um, right, if we think of kind of, again, the cyclic nature of life and how it mimics nature, um, we're in fall, right? We're kind of like the end of the harvest time, preparing for the loss that is winter. So that theme just kind of tracks along just right with this whole theme of grief and loss right now on Tuesday. So Tuesday had that emphasis there of this is again that time of the year that we're kind of letting the harvest be, it's over. Uh, we're kind of just releasing, we're, we're kind of surrendering to winter and the absence of that, the letting go. And in that surrender, here's the kind of extra piece that we go into is that when you surrender into that, when you surrender into the loss that is, let's say, our symbolic winter of our life, we know what comes after winter, right? Spring, nature will begin to bloom again after the winter, right? But first we must allow nature to take its course and we have to let go. We have to surrender. It's a part of life. When endings are happening, it's just a part of life and we can't resist it. it it's gonna happen. And so that was also kind of the, the message I was getting through all these intuitive themes is that we need to surrender kind of into that chapter of our life and know that when you surrender, the, the spring is on the other side, the blooming, the cultivating, the new experiences, the new life that will be rebirthed after that loss will come. It always does after the winter. But first, it's about releasing and making room for that. Right? So I'm going to pause here. And after a short break, we're going to come back. And I'm going to pick up talking about how releasing and making room to cultivate the new experiences. We've had our ending. How does it bring in more life? How does it bring in bring us more and more into this life experience. All right. So we left off talking about how 
releasing and surrendering to our losses, that kind of period of endings in our life can make room to cultivate new life experiences, new beginnings, new chapters that are ready to begin once we've honored the ending. Um, and, you know, I've talked a lot about grief with losing a loved one, um, alluded to, right, these other endings that we can also experience that may feel more symbolic of a death of an end of a career path, a relationship, um, ending of unhealthy behavior cycles and things like that, right? So I guess transmute these messages to whatever kind of loss you may be experiencing at this time, because it may not be a death of a loved one, but it could be a more, like I said, symbolic ending in life. And so it's like when we let go of unhealthy behaviors, when we honor and grieve the fact that I've been engaging in these unhealthy behaviors, oh, I, am, I am sitting with the grief and the sadness and the discomfort that I have lived my life doing these unhealthy behaviors and allowing others to treat me this way or I've treated others this way. When you leave room for that grief, when you leave room for yourself to feel that sadness, the, the regret, the guilt, letting all of those emotions come through and honor them and allow yourself to feel them through and feel that that chapter of your life is ending, of letting go of those behaviors, what you leave room for when you let go of those behaviors and all of the emotions that maybe you can be hard on yourself for, for having engaged in those behaviors. When you surrender into that and honor that, you just leave room for new behaviors, healthier ways of being. Once you've recognized and honored the unhealthy and you've let that go, you leave room to cultivate healthier tools and healthier ways of being, right? So when you let go of a relationship or a new, or sorry, if you let go of a relationship or um, career, any of these kind of connections that are kind of falling away at this time and just perhaps aren't resonating with your highest good at this time, right? There's, there's this grief and surrendering into that chapter ending of your life, what that meant to you in the past, why you chose it in the first place. And, and maybe if it's not, it's not um, sustaining itself naturally, and it's just feeling like it's time to let go, and you're allowing yourself to surrender into that end. You, you let yourself feel all the emotions that come with that ending. You also make room for new opportunities, new connections, new relationships to come into life once you've honored the ending, right? <clears throat> Same with the cycles, right? Letting go of cycles. You, you make room for new ways of being. And when it comes to losing a loved one, I think this is a little bit different in the way of 
you don't lose a loved one to, you know, bring in a new loved one. I don't think it's quite like that. I think for, in that case, losing a loved one, losing a pet, losing a connection, losing somebody through death. I think losing a loved one and surrendering into that part of life, that life has had this ending that we have no control over, surrendering into that loss I think reminds us to live and cherish the ones that we do have, to live and cherish and love in life more fully now that we have felt what it feels like to lose and have that ending. It reminds us to step into that more fully in life. And so talking about this release and how this cultivating and bringing in the new kind of an ending and a beginning. You know, I know how I said that on this past Tuesday on the 8th, it was um, a full moon that was symbolic of a a morning moon of a loss. What I thought, again, that was really interesting of having this second half kind of um, validated through kind of those astrological phenomenons as well is that just yesterday, Friday, was the date was 11-11-2022, right? So it's 11-11-22. And that was only three days after the morning moon. And so first we have the morning, we have the ending, we have the honoring of the morning grief, right? And then three days after, we have this day of 11-11-22, which symbolizes endings that bring into a new beginning. It's a very transformative type of energy of what are you releasing to cultivate and bring into life. Very transformational energy just a few days after this grieving energy. Um, So again, I just thought it was interesting that astrologically, um, these kind of phenomenons kind of coincided with the greater theme of release and cultivating, Um, letting go, surrendering to endings to make room for new beginnings. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, um, if we're talking, you know, uh, about, again, loss of something in life, um, not necessarily a loved one. But if you've lost relationships or you're letting go of old behaviors, what are you making room for? What is What does this release help you grow into? Right? And I think of in life experiences, if you know we try to live life the most fully and the most ourselves, the most authentically, when things go away, right? Like a job or a relationship, when... When certain things are ending that are just not serving you anymore, it's not quite like I feel like you're finding yourself, you're cultivating in the sense of like, I need to get more, gain more to be more of myself. But it's more of when things let go, when you surrender and let go to the things that no longer serve you, it's more like peeling back the layers to grow more and more into yourself. You already are everything that you need. It's more like you're letting go of what doesn't serve you anymore. And again, specifically talking about more of these symbolic endings, not not losses of loved ones. So 
So not necessarily this feeling of like, I need to cultivate and bring in, um, I need to be, find more of myself, but sometimes these losses can actually be us growing more and more into ourselves. We're just letting go of kind of the dead weight, if you will, of jobs that don't serve us, you know, unhealthy behaviors, uh, the way of relating to people that just doesn't serve us anymore. So it's like letting go of what isn't you. So you can just be you. You know, you don't need to find you. You already are you. But maybe it's just letting go of the things that weren't meant for you, that weren't in your highest good, that didn't feel most aligned and authentic to you, and they're just falling away, right? Like the leaves during fall, again, right? And mimics nature. It's falling away. Perhaps for you to grow new leaves in the spring that that are vibrant and beautiful, right? And again, this is cyclic, right? So it's just going to happen in in all these ways throughout life. We will grieve again. We will we will have losses and change. We will undergo transformation. Like I said, it's not stages, right? You're not done once and then you're over. It's more of this spiral. You may think that you have ended something and you're done with it. And you'll revisit it later in life and think, gosh, didn't I feel this enough already? Didn't I grieve this part? But that's the thing. You may be revisiting it and grieving it and processing it on a level that you didn't before. So you may revisit it. We will go through grief after we've accepted a loss. We will have more opportunities for transformation in this life. Um, so you may revisit it, you know, it may not be just a one and done kind of deal. Right. And that's, that's kind of what I've seen about people's, uh, kind of perspectives about healing. Um, you know, sometimes there, there is this kind of perspective that when you're healed, whatever that means, <laughs> when you're healed, um, People may think that it's like striving for a life where we're not unhappy, where we're not anxious, where we don't experience sadness or anger, we don't get reactive, um, you know, we don't experience these uncomfortable things in life, these emotions that come with it. And that's not necessarily the goal of healing. That isn't what healing quite is. The goal isn't to stop having these emotions. It's not to stop feeling anxious and to not ever experience sadness or anger in life. But healing is about experiencing that pain and discomfort and being able to heal despite it. Like we're going to go through those things in life. We're going to feel anxious and sad and angry even if you've mastered meditation and all of these things, like you're human, things, things will happen, but you cultivate skills like meditation and breathing and all of these other things to be able to go through those emotions anyway. And so we're not going to be able to stop them, but we can heal through them and we can expand and grow around them. We can learn that these anxious and sad feelings aren't ever going to go away. So maybe we stop fighting them and, and wanting them to go away and fixing them, but just learning to accept them, honor them when they come in and know that you are bigger than the emotion that you're experiencing. 
that life is going to throw these things at us. And this is kind of what we're here for. That's the ride of life. We're going to have all of these varying degrees of experiences. And that's kind of the duality of life. Not without, without the pain and the suffering, without contrast, right? The joyous and the happy moments. We don't experience, we don't value them as much when we know what it's like to not have it. Life is full of those kind of dualities. And speaking of duality, the opposite of grief is love. The opposite of grief is love. As I told you before, with love and grief, grief is just love with no place to go. So the opposite of grief is love. As painful as it is when we lose somebody or something that we loved, it was love, right? Grief is now the absence of being able to express that love. And so grief as uncomfortable and messy and scary and dark and heavy and all of these visceral, intense feelings that it comes along with, the flip side of that is love. The other side of that coin, the duality of that emotion is love. And it's a deepening, raw emotion that brings you a closer glimpse of the shortness and randomness of life, right? The uncertainty and the vastness of our life experience. And when we experience grief, when we experience a loss, it's like we get up close and personal to that that deepest experience of life that You know, when we're doing our jobs and living our life and going on day to day, we forget that that is such a raw primal emotion that one day we will have to face. So if you have had to experience grief sooner in life than you would have liked to have had to experience it, if you've had to experience amounts and amounts of grief um, in this lifetime, you're getting to have these deepening, raw moments of life experience. You're getting up close and personal with life and the fact that we may not be here for a long time. And when you have to go through that grief, it does teach you something about love. It's a reminder that our days are never guaranteed. And to live life to live, love, connect, experience with more aliveness than ever. But it first comes with honoring that grief, honoring the grief grief and the depth of that love that is no longer being able to be touched or experienced. It's feeling the loss of that experience you had, the loss of that chapter in your life that you can't get back. We grieve because we we want to live, we want to love, we want to have experience, right? So when we get in touch with that grief, let it be that reminder to love, to live, to laugh, to connect, to experience life more fully and alive than ever. Let that grief transform the way you live life. We can't get the people we love back or we can't let we can't get those chapters in our lives back 
but that's also what makes this life so special is that we only, for what we can remember, get one shot at this life. And right now in this consciousness that we're experiencing, this is the one we've got. And when we, when we just honor that, it will go away, you know? The people we love will go away. And experiences will go away. Parts of ourselves that we thought we knew and were familiar with may be ending. And all of these endings and the grief of what comes with life can only help us cultivate a life worth living, a life that has meaning out of it. So when we feel that loss, it reminds us what we need to fill it back up with again. When we get that close and in touch with the pain of losing in life, it reminds us to live this life so much more fully and to always choose love. So choose love. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lightcast podcast. Remember, new episodes are out monthly. You can also visit me at my website, www.stephaniegtherapy.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Stephanie G Therapy. Take care. Thank you.